What's going on, guys? Tony here with Shed Talk. Uh, this is episode seven of season three. Um, and as always, where I like to start, you know, shout out to my guys, Ace Distributing down in Wrightsville. Thank you for the amazing Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. Very much appreciate you. Um, but as always, you know, there's always a great guest in the shed. Um, we got two, actually a few people here today. Um, my friend Matt Locke, as you guys know, probably, shout out Bloomsburg, um, my old neighbor and roommate, because yeah. we split the house. It was literally the same house. But we have Matt up here from San Angelo, Texas, originally from Harrisburg, um, to talk about what he does. Um, very exciting stuff down in Texas. So let's talk about you. Let's yeah. talk about life. Let's catch up. That's let's the biggest it, part man. of this. Well, so uh, It's been, too, it's been two years since yeah. I've seen your face in person. Mm -hmm. So beautiful to have you here. And uh, Man, I've missed it. It's been, I've been excited for this. I've yeah. been excited. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. So, well, obviously, tell us a little bit about you, what you do in life. Like, start there. Yeah, man. So, right now, I am the official title is the sports director uh, for KLST, the CBS affiliate in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, pretty much my job is I'm the weeknight main sports anchor for a local news station. Beautiful. Hey, that. You used to do a really good job of that in Bloomsburg, too. Appreciate I mean, it, man. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> a great story for you guys. Uh -oh. um, my first time on air was actually uh -huh. thanks to Matt Locke. Um, yeah, there was a time we were seniors in college, and we had <laughs> – It's I, I got to laugh. It's this funny. Like we He asked me a couple weeks prior that I did this. This would have been May 2018 to uh, come on air and talk about soccer. Uh, just because obviously I love soccer and, you know, actually I plan to be starting a soccer podcast here very soon, letting that out to the world. But uh, anyways, Matt and I, Matt's the reason I ever got behind the camera is because um, we got on and the way, the reason it's funny is because I was absolutely hammered. I, it was a morning after we went out on a Thursday night and we had class on Friday I think we had to get up at like 8 a.m. or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, we had to be in the studio. It was before 9, I think, because there was like a 9.30 class. Mm -hmm. So we had to be up there pretty early. So we were there bright and early, and I had to have somebody drop me off to be there. I'm walking across campus in a suit, and I'm absolutely trashed. It was one of the best experiences. And honestly, I was very impressed that I kept myself together the yeah. entire time. I was like, hammered. But I've got to go back and find that video because there's one point I don't remember what it was, but there was one point you and I like actually got into like a little argument and we were both like, all right, whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, like, I mean, we'll just move on. That was normal though. We talked. A lot yeah, about no, but it was just and... it was just funny that we were talking about it and it. You started talking about how nervous you were for it and you didn't know how it was gonna go and then we started and like I don't even I don't even know how often we actually looked at the camera. We just started talking like we do if we were sitting in the living room yelling at each other. That's nah, pretty normal. But, but it ended up really <laughs> well. Yeah, and it was it was a cool experience. So, um, you know, obviously, thank you for exposing me to that. And here we are a few years later. Uh, so That's a great time. I mean, but really, how did you start your career in sports slash journalism slash the media overall? Yeah, so it got started for me, like media, especially all the way back in high school. Yeah, uh, I was lucky going to Redland. Our school district had two media classes you could take in high school. So I took both of those my junior and senior year. And then I was also like doing a, we had it as called a senior project basically where you could like shadow a teacher. Yeah. And so I shadowed a middle school teacher and ran the entire morning announcements for them. That's pretty So cool. I would just go in in the morning and like, I would write all the scripts. 
uh, find the anchors, I would record it, I would edit it all, and then just hand it to... No, actually, I was the one that plugged it in and actually, like, ran it over the school system, too. So, right after that, I would go and, like, almost be, like, a teacher's helper for the Media 1 class, and then stay there and take the Media 2 class. Yeah. And then in high school, our hockey team was looking for a PA announcer for the home games. Man, it's, I've, it's been too long since I've been here. What are the ice rinks here in town? Twin Ponds. Twin, Twin Ponds. Ponds, yes. Uh, so they were home games at Twin Ponds, and they needed a PA announcer. And I also got to be like the DJ for the music and stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I got to play like music during the games and do all the PA announcing for the home games. So that was, I don't even remember if that was paid or not. Uh, but then going into college, uh, joined the mass communications major, uh, took the intro class. And there was one point that because of my experience in high school, I like skipped a prereq okay. or I was able to take two classes at the same time that I don't think a professor recommended. I think it, you could have, yeah. but it was something the professor usually didn't like. Right. And I mean, I just got beyond what I did in class. I just got involved with a bunch of different stuff in college um, and pretty much made my focus going into that. I mean, you remember there were nights, there were pregames going on in our house and I'm sitting on the couch doing research for a basketball doubleheader on broadcasting the next morning. Oh yeah. yeah um, I remember those days for sure. <laughs> so it was just getting involved beyond. And then, I mean, just, you kind of make a, did an internship with ABC 27, uh, here in Harrisburg with the late Greg Mace, uh, great guy to learn from. Oh my God. And, and, uh, the two people that are there now, uh, Damon Turbot and Ali Baruby, uh, learned so much just from shadowing them and kind of watching the way they work and go about their day, especially in a top 50 market and mm -hmm. in a big TV market here in Harrisburg. Uh, just learned a lot from shadowing the people there. Uh, yeah. Dennis Owens also was another guy I learned a ton from just by observing the way he went about his day in the newsroom and then in the studio. Um, and just like almost any other job, you apply and get lucky. Right. A lot of it is, is luck and things fall into place. Yeah, I mean, I remember Fink when he was here, when Eric Finkenbeiner stopped in, he was telling me, you know, the same kind of deal. Even if he was at Penn State, you had, um, it was very hard to get into that field. And yeah. any opportunity that you were given, you took. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why you're in Texas. That's yeah. why you started, right? I mean, that, yeah. tell, you've been there now three years. I mean, yep. tell us Just how, about. That's, yeah, how that's been. Yeah, man, I got hired in October of 2018. I moved down there, uh, finished my internship in August and moved down to Texas in 20, or in, in October. And um, moved down there as the weekend sports anchor and reporter. So I was a reporter during the week. And then on the weekends, I would anchor the sportscasts. But then about a month into the job, I found out my sports director got a job in Austin. Okay. So it was either A... I'm going to be moved up into the top position in that sports department, or I'm going to have a new boss less than a month into this job halfway across the country. And the sports director that hired me, uh, Jonathan Thomas, another guy to shout out, made moving to San Angelo so easy. I mean, we were texting constantly for a month before I moved down there. And um, even when I got down there, I mean, we were hanging out every night. He was showing me around the town, showed me the, the bars and the night scene and everything. Um, and then he left and I found out I would actually be moved up. So within three months, I had already gotten a promotion and I was thrown into like the main sports anchor role and just kind of had to learn by doing. There were right. some people that were there to help me out that were more experienced than me. Uh, but a lot of it was just kind of learned by doing and making mistakes and figuring out what worked and what didn't and 
what I liked and what I didn't like. Yeah, it really, it's kind of how you figure it out, right? You yeah. just it's trial and error in a yeah. way, especially when you're thrown into a situation that you were there a couple months, like you said, yeah. and uh, you're now the man. Uh, that's the, that's a cool opportunity for sure. Yeah, the our sports department is cool because usually TV stations are one station in that building and that's it. Your sports department at most will be three people, yeah. and that's for the big markets. Here in Harrisburg, there's three. Um, our station in San Angelo is a duopoly or duopoly. So we have two TV stations, two separate studios in the same building. Right. So I'm on KLST, which is a CBS station, but we also have KSAN, which is the NBC station that broadcasts the newscast at the same exact time, 30 feet from where we are Okay. on a completely different TV station, but we're both owned by the same company. Right. Um, so our sports department is actually four people, wow. two per station. So we can cover a lot. And that's what makes our two stations, especially in sports, uh, kind of at the top. We have a partnership with the radio station there, which helps, um, and all the sports people there. And then we have four people. Yep. So the two other people that were there have been there for a while, and they had a ton of relationships. So their help in forming relationships in the area and kind of, like I said, being there more often and, or being there longer and uh, getting a chance to learn from them made the transition a lot easier. And that was Jason Bridge and Rachel Turnock were there for a while and helped me out a ton. Excellent. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's a move and a half. You're coming from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, you spent four years in bloom and you obviously you're from Harrisburg area and you just go San Angelo, Texas. Like mm -hmm. obviously when I, when you first told me, I was like, wow, what a move. Mm -hmm. But look where you are now, yeah. three years later, and you're still down there and, you know, you're enjoying, you know, what what you can with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a great, I, I'm, I'm very proud of you with, with what you've been able to do, bro. Very cool. And I'm glad to have you back up in the shed, too. Yeah. We've had our times I'm here just, off camera. It. So, <laughs> but it's going on, guys. Tony here with Shed Talk. As always, repping our brand, but also our great sponsor. Tell you a little bit about it. You know, joke's on us. They're a clothing brand under the Jokes LLC creative company. Their mission is to inspire and instill confidence in those who have been laughed at, misunderstood, and overlooked by the hands of normality through fashion, art, and music. The goal is to inspire people to feel cool enough to spread positivity and speak on important issues. So this season, Jokes on Us is hooking us up, as well as hooking you up, the listener, to the exclusive Shed Talk Season 3 Soccer Kit. Represent and support your favorite podcast in style. Jerseys come in the vintage black and also the offset white and features our shed talk logo right here on the front shed talk down the sleeve and jokes on us on the front as well as number three on the back for the great season three that we have already started you get your last name on the back it's custom made to each order check us out on their website at jokesontheworld.com slash shed talk for you to get yours now link is under the description below make sure that you use the exclusive discount at checkout for all Shed Talk listeners, jokes on Shed Talk for 5% off on each select item. We like you, we love you, and we'll see you here soon. Man, life's, life's going well down there. I yeah. met a girl that I fell in love with who's sitting right next to me just off camera. She's here. Uh, Serafina's great. Met her in San Angelo. Her name is Serafina, and instantly fell in love with her, and she has made life far away from friends and family, I mean, so much easier, and her and her sisters have become my family in town and made it so much easier to be far away and i'm happy that she's here with me to meet my family and meet my friends it's good to she's have a big you. part of my life it really now. it's great to meet you obviously it's always good to have you here um i mean yeah dude I, 
tell us a little bit about what life's like in Texas. Yeah, man, it's different down there. Um, they say things are bigger. Things are definitely bigger. Um, <laughs> so San Angelo is a city a little bit bigger than Harrisburg. Right. But then outside of it is just about nothing. Um, okay. We're three hours from Austin, three hours from San Antonio, and those are the next closest cities. We're five from Dallas, like four from Fort Worth. Arlington is right there in the middle, about yep. four and a half. Um, and then traffic makes it farther. But really, you don't hit traffic. Unlike here, you hit traffic outside the cities because there's a bunch of stuff outside. There, you don't hit traffic until you get closer to the cities. Yeah. Um, and then once you're like in the city, traffic is really bad. Austin is a fun city, but Austin is not built for the amount of people that have moved there. It's they're still they're still built like a small city, but it has risen up so much. I mean, the main one of the main roads through town that everybody drives on is like a one lane one lane thirty five mile an hour road. Yeah, and it, it's just it's a fun city, but like everything is so spread out, and it makes you appreciate an hour and a half two hour drive to Philly. Yeah, because yeah. I drive an hour and a half to a small town interviewing area called Brady. Which fun fact you hear about the heart of Texas? The town of Brady is the heart of Texas. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Like, okay. that is the actual, like, geographical center of Texas. Interesting. And that's that's one of the schools I cover. It's a town, I don't know, maybe 5,000, 10,000 people. I might be wrong. That's I hope people from Brady don't watch and it's a lot bigger, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, it's not huge. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so spread out in a, in yeah. a big state like that, like Pennsylvania. We're such a, we're, we're a big state. Yeah. But... Everybody's jam-packed. Texas, into, yeah, right. it's not Texas. Like Texas, by the way, I had a had a blast in Texas. Ten out of ten, recommend going down and checking it out. Um, now I went to Dallas, and I mean, I hate the Cowboys, but that was that was a good time. That was a really good. Uh, Texas is different, and I highly recommend it to anybody listening. Definitely go check it out. Dallas um, is definitely a different area from West Texas and West Central Texas, where we're at. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, I mean, the closest cities are down south. It's a dry heat down there, man. Even Dallas is kind of humid. Yeah, it yeah. is a dry desert heat down there, and it gets hot. Oof. And it is like there are days where, being a northerner, I'm not used to it. Oh, one story about the Texas sun. Okay. So down here, obviously, I mean, I can go outside without wearing sunscreen for maybe a day and be all right. You know, I'll be sunburned. I'll be in some pain, but it'll be like all right. I'm not bad. I can't relate. <laughs> um, I tried to do that in Texas. Oh my God. I burnt to a crisp and I could not walk for days. Ooh, no. And I was told instantly like, yeah, this Texas sun, especially you can't, you can't do that. Right. It is so much hotter. They used to, oh, they used to tell us that we couldn't wear pants to go out and like super hot games to shoot. And we were like, we're, we're going to come back drenched in sweat and have to put on a suit. We're going to look yeah. gross and like feel gross. Right. Like, all right, well, be professional and wear shorts. Yeah. And then as soon as you come back in, you know, put pants on. Like, be wear pants or, like, be professional in the in the newsroom. Yeah. And then you can go out. If it's too hot, you can wear shorts. We're like, all right, we compromise there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's fair. You're in the yeah. hot heat. You, I don't think anybody wants to look at somebody on camera that's just drenched in sweat. I really don't yeah. think so. But um, you also don't want a kid showing up in cargo shorts and a t-shirt to a shoot also so you got to find that balance you have to have your happy meeting somewhere right but yeah but obviously you know as a sports fan you went down to texas texas very well known for their football so tell us a little bit about 
what you're involved with. Like, Texas football has to be amazing. So. Yeah, so the main school we cover is uh, San Angelo Central. Everybody right. down there just calls it Central. Uh, they're the Bobcats. The stadium that they play in holds about 14,000, 12,000. It's large. Um, and believe it or not, that stadium is actually in the Architectural Hall of Fame. No shit. So the whole stadium, they kind of built like a mountain, like yeah. an actual grass mountain, and then carved a stadium right in the middle. That's pretty cool. So like the, the banks, instead of it being just like bleachers down or like West Shore Stadium is just like a, you know, big bleachers and then it's just like a straight down. Yeah. Like almost like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, San Angelo Stadium is like a, a mountain, like a grass mountain on the way down. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and it goes the whole way. Around. It's like a, a big horseshoe. Uh, and then the other end, instead of bleachers, it's like their field house. Right. And so the two high schools that we cover, the big one's Central, and then there's Lakeview, yep. play there. And uh, for those who have seen Friday Night Lights, great movie. the movie or anything, that's what I cover with Central. Um, Odessa Permian is what the team... Friday Night Lights is centered around. Yeah. Uh, Central is now back in a district where they're playing Odessa Permian and they're playing Odessa High. So all the schools that you see in Friday Night Lights, I cover one of them. And we play the one that the story centers around. That's so cool. Um, you're but, a part of you're a part of like a cinematic history as well, because people obviously know Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Fun fact though. Yeah. I live in West Texas and cover Friday Night Lights kind of football. I have never read the book. I have never seen the movie nor the TV show. Like, you were telling me yesterday that uh, Miles Sanders got his nickname Booby Sanders from Friday Night Lights. I didn't even know that. Like, I... I would recommend a TV show. No shot we do the TV show. The movie was dope! And they're, like, they're... I actually fake it to people. Like, people will ask me, like, oh, you know Friday Night Lights? I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. And I just let them describe what they're going to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But no, I've never... I don't know. I know it's centered around Odessa Permian. I didn't know until until I moved down there that Central was part of it, though. I'm so sorry. I couldn't tell you any of the other schools that were part of it. I can't believe you've never seen that movie, man. No, I don't know why. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal film. I mean... I just never actually sat down and took the time to do it. Booby Miles. I always wanted that jersey just because. Why not? See, if I say anything on this podcast to get me fired, that's going to be it. (laughs) My bosses are going to see that and be like, why did we invite you to come down here? You're down in San Angelo. (laughs) Don't even never seen Friday Night Lights, but I'll let you live. I'll let you live today. But then on the opposite (laughs) end of that big school, we have schools that are so small that they don't have enough players to play twelve man football. So they play. It's called six man football, and it's six on six. That's insane. The field is a little bit more narrow, I think, and it's definitely shorter. I think it's only eighty yards. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's actually so one of our six-man teams actually just won the state championship and so in six-man there's a mercy rule yeah. uh it's like 40 points at halftime or something like that the team we covered went undefeated yeah mercy ruled the team in the state championship and beat the other four top five teams in the state so they're actually rankings like yeah. college has national rankings there are high school football rankings for each classification. Yeah. And like we use them all the time. Um, so this team, Mercy ruled in the state championship and then throughout the path beat the remaining four top five teams twice each. That's insane. A couple of them were also Mercy. Like this team was so good. That's that's awesome though. I mean, it, it's cool that yeah. you got to go live exactly what you wanted to do, man. I mean, I know you and I have it's talked fun. for years and years and 
you know, in college, I know this is what you were doing at Bloom and now you get to go do it in a, in a really cool part of the country because football is a big passion yeah. in that state. Sports in general, man. Yeah, like they're big everything. sports fans down there. There was three th- over 3,000 people at a Division II baseball game uh, earlier this That's month. That's insane. And they play in a former minor league stadium. So they're playing in a stadium that looks like, what is it now, FNB Fields yeah. on City Island? Yeah. yeah, they play in a stadium that is a little bit smaller than that, but like looks like that That's so at a cool. Division II school. Yeah. Now, obviously, in your time, you've probably interviewed and talked to pretty cool people. Yeah. Like, who were some of your favorite, like, people that that people would know? Uh, so, there was one NFL game I covered, uh, 2019, Sunday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys in Dallas. Unfortunately, it was the one Carson Wentz fumbled on the opening drive, or he threw it to Dallas Goddard, and Dallas Goddard fumbled. I don't remember what it was. It was a turnover on like the first play of the game and the Eagles just got blown out. And so I'm in Dallas watching this in the press box where you're not allowed to cheer. So I'm just like watching my favorite team get blown out on the road. And I just have to sit there and be like, Oh, all right, whatever. Wow. Uh, but afterwards I got to be in the press conference uh, with Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, while I was waiting for the press conference, I look outside into like the hallway. So you go, so going to AT&T stadium, when you're there as media, you get to go like in the depths. Yeah. So like, you know how on Sunday night football, they do the cutaway shots where like they show the buses underground. So I walked past those buses, all the Sunday night football buses. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the interview room and all of a sudden there is like a herd of reporters that go sprinting past the door. All of us are like, the heck is going on over there? Yeah. So I poke my head out because I'm just a cameraman. I don't have to ask questions. I just have to wait for them to walk in and press record. Um, here I see all the reporters run and I'm like, all right, what? And I poke my head around and I see just like this mob of people and I can't see anybody of who they're talking to or what is going on. Um, until I get closer. And since I'm tall, I can kind of go on my tippy toes and right in the middle is Jerry Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was standing maybe like three feet from Jerry Jones. That guy's a lot shorter than you may think though. Now it might be, I'm also... Around there, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah five, probably six, about five, that. Seven-ish, yeah. I was, uh, I got that. him beat. Maybe that. I was gonna say if I got he's that shorter, man beat, he's shorter how does he got money he more than I do. Damn, he was shorter than I thought he was. That I don't know. I don't know why that. That was like my first thought when I saw him. Uh, so yeah, got to do the Cowboys. Um, didn't get to go in the Eagles. Do anything with the Eagles? I decided to do the Cowboys and and go. Um, That's sad. But then every year in San Angelo, they host a, a football clinic. And they bring in some, like, big names. So I got to interview Matt Rule when he was at Baylor. Wow. Um, that was a one-on-one interview. And I actually got to, like, hang out and talk with him in the media room. It was only him and I. And so he's from the Northeast. Yeah, also. He's, he's from up here. He's from Pennsylvania. His wife is from Danville. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, he's from, I think he's lived in Philly. I think he's from Philly. He was Philly? outside of Philly, or, I believe. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Um, you might, I might Temple's get fact checked on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I th- he was I, something tells me he's from Brooklyn, but then lived in Philly. Yeah. He went from Temple, then he went to Baylor, and now he's in the league. So. Yeah. So I got to interview him and then just hang out and talk with him. And then I interviewed Matt Wells at Texas nice. Tech and Tom Herman at UT. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Herman is intimidating. Um, yeah. He's a scary guy. Yeah. He's just very... He's not mean by yeah, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, he's just very intimidating, you know, what you'd expect out of a Texas right. coach. Um I'm trying to think. Oh, um Michael Gallup, receiver for the yeah. Cowboys. So there's a guy that used to live in San Angelo that runs like youth camps. And I don't know how he met them, but he has a bunch of connections with some Cowboys players. 
And so Michael Gallup came down and helped out with the camp. And uh, it was actually uh, the reporter for KLST, Ryan Reynolds, believe it or not, that's his name. Okay. Um, set up the interview with him. And I just kind of tagged along. It was his thing. He conducted it. But it was cool. I got to meet him. He was really funny. So story about Gallup. Last side story. So we're getting the camera set up. And uh, he was only like 21 or 22 at the time. Like he was our age. And uh, so we're getting the camera set up and we're like, oh man, this lighting, like the lighting's not good. It's really dark. And he hears us say the lighting's kind of dark. And he just looks up and goes, is that because I'm black? And we just, all of us just freeze and we're like, no, no. And he just like starts cracking up laughing. And we're like, man, he goes, man, I just like to have fun before an interview. And we're like, all right, like you scared me, man. He's still a cowboy though. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Yeah, sorry, right. still you're still you're still a cowboy. I actually asked him something about roasting the Eagles secondary. I was like, "How bad are you gonna roast the secondary?" Like joking around because they were about to play, and he actually looks at me. He goes, "Man, they got us the first time, so I don't know." Hey, at least he's honest. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what we want. Yeah. But I mean, outside of sports reporting, sports directing, sports. Yeah. What are what are some of your other hobbies to share? Man, in Texas, it's nice a lot, you know, even in the winter, other than the snowstorm we had. Uh, it's nice weather. Rough. So I do like being outside, but honestly, man, I don't do a whole lot. Play video we, like, games? I mean, not even that. We just, we'll go out and find stuff to do, you know, maybe go shopping or, uh, you know, when it's warm. Last summer we spent, a, or two summers ago, I guess, before COVID, we spent a lot of time at the lake. That's cool. Um, there's a there's a lake. The, the water is similar to Susquehanna. You know, you nice. can swim in it, but it's not the greatest. Not not safe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Go to the lake. Um, I don't know. Just kind of hang out. You know, find find something to do here and there. There's little stuff around the city to do to kind of spend your time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, you can include this or not in the interview, but like, like sports broadcasting is like very specific and mm-hmm. has like a. a very long history like yeah what what are your sort of like plans or like goals to go like farther than obviously i know you just got there yeah. a couple years ago or whatever but like obviously there's like whole sports channels and yeah, yeah yeah you know so it's like what's the sort of like plan yeah so i i actually want to stay in local news okay. i've kind of become a big fan of that because we were kind of talking about it yesterday you watch shows like first take or like undisputed and it's just two guys that yell at each other and one Oftentimes, both have, like, crazy wild ideas. Ours is different because we just report what's going on. Right. Kind of leave our opinion out of it. Now, sometimes I'll have a little fun. You know, when I talk about the NFL, being an Eagles fan, I'll make little jabs. But it's never like, oh, Cowboys suck, ha. It's like if the Eagles win and Cowboys lose. You know, you make a little jab like, oh, Eagles are now tied for first. You know, ha, ha. you're allowed to because it's a local Right. So I want to stay in local news and... Hopefully I'm at the point where I've kind of put in my time and I, I can try to make a move into a next step. And I mean, I can say that because my managers have actually been great in trying to help me move on. Both my general manager and my assistant news director have both, um, you know, helped me try to find jobs. They've both been, I mean, I've been transparent, so it's kind of been a, a mutual thing. You know, I've let them know, hey, I'm applying to this job. Um, ideally, I want to find somewhere on the East Coast. I want to get back to the East Coast. Ultimate goal is Philly. Um, I want to work dream job is actually like the NBC station in Philly. Cause if you're at the NBC station, you can also be a part of NBC sports Philly. Yeah. Uh, that's so awesome. you kind of get to do both. So that has kind of become my dream job, but I know that Philly is the kind of thing that you have to be in the industry for 
many, many years and you don't go from San Angelo to Philly. You've kind of got to have to have one or two, maybe three stops in between before you get there. So I'm just looking for my next step. I have some applications out, places I'm looking, places I'm excited for. But I mean, we'll it's always you always have to take steps in your career, dude. That's that's so important. You yeah. have to you have to acknowledge that you know there is more to. Not to say that you don't. You you got an opportunity down in San Angelo. Yeah, they're treating you well. They're mm-hmm. you're you're enjoying your time. You get there, and yeah. you know it's like you always have as a progressive. You always want to get better. Yeah, you always want to be better. You always want to be the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's a great question, obviously, to ask. So yeah. I, mean, I was just I was just curious. No, yeah, it's I'm it's a phenomenal yeah. question. But um, no, I mean, what do you want? people to know about you as a, as a sports director in the media, like as far as like perception and everything like that, man, my big thing is no matter what's going on or no matter what's happening when I'm not on camera, because you know, no matter where you work, you're going to have frustrations. It happens. So my goal is always when people see me out at a game or if people watch me on TV, they know I freaking love my job. That is my number. No matter what, I want people to know that I love my job. If you see me out at a baseball game, there's a very good chance I'm smiling while I'm filming a game, and I don't care what's going on. If you see me on camera, I'm very loud. I'm very energetic, um, and I I try to let I try to make it seem like I'm having fun because every time I am, every every day I go into work, it never feels like a job because I'm doing something that if you would have told me in college that I was doing it, I wouldn't believe you you took it on an opportunity and then the, the easiest, I shouldn't say the easiest, the, the best part of life and a job is when it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. So I feel about recruiting. I love talking to people. I love yeah. being able to do that. And I love being able to, you know, in the end for myself, like find somebody a job and I can say, I mean, it's not that, you know, it's not my place. They actually were the ones that obviously they have the experience, but I can say I helped them put food in their, on their, table at the end of the night you know what i mean like that's yeah it's a heartwarming thing for me i'm able to change somebody's life that's always why i loved recruiting and i love that you love what you do because it's important yeah but it it is huge yeah well what advice do you have for people looking to start their career in this kind of field especially get involved and that's number one you can go to classes and you can you go go through your coursework and get a good gpa and you know that's great but get involved because it, especially when you're applying for jobs, people want to see, okay, cool. So you have a degree, not just what did you learn textbook wise, but I want to see what you can do because everything is job in this job. Isn't just what you potentially can do. It is, you know, the actual work you put together. Right. So get involved as much as you can find something. And sometimes you're going to have to get creative. Yeah. Sometimes there's not a lot around and you're going to have to find your own stuff like you're doing with the podcast. I mean, that's why podcasts have blown up and there have been a ton of people who have been hired as journalists at news stations or other publications that have started the podcasts because it's a chance for people to just try something. You don't have to be at, at like an official TV station right. to get in front of the camera like you're doing. Right. So, Barstool, you heard that. Whenever you need me, I'm here. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's great advice. You know, obviously you want to be, um, you want to be, the one that stands out. I yeah. think that's the other part of the, mm-hmm. the the pitch of being creative because you're putting the effort in. Yeah. You could have easily just sat on your ass and did nothing and just got your degree and, you know, but you got involved. 
Yeah. You got involved. You were very involved in Bloomsburg. I'll never forget that. You were always up at football games and other games and, and basketball and everything else that you were doing. You put the time in. You had the work ethic. You put you you are where you are because of that. Thank so you, if man. you take any advice, I mean, I admire what he's able to do. So thank you, man. You know, that's that shit's important. So make sure you guys continue to get involved. Make sure you guys continue to do what you need to do. All it takes is some effort in life. <laughs> it's really all it is. But yeah. you know, as always, guys. You know, um, I will wrap up here with a final shed thought. Um, mine this week, uh, kind of stems from a lot of different things that have been happening. Um, the first thing I want to tell you guys is, uh, think before you do or think before you act. There's been a lot of times where, where life can get the best of you in a lot of different ways. Um, work, personal life, love life. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Um, and the, the most important is to really just sit back, take it in. Take that in, take the whole thing in, and then do. Because you could react and do something really stupid, mm-hmm. and it could be something so little or so large that it could ruin a lot of things for you, and then ruin your friendships, ruin relationships, ruin life. Um, so make sure no matter what's going on in your life, whether it's something traumatic, something that is not fair, whether it's something that is amazing for you, I mean... Those are other things you could think about before you do. Think about how you celebrate your wins. Think about how you get back up from your losses. So that would be my advice for you all today. Um, and lastly, you know, I always want to shout out my homie. Appreciate you always stopping up. Yeah, man. It's always good to I'm have so you. I'm so excited for this. And it's good to see you again. Hey, it's, it's been two years. It's been a long two years. We've kept up. Make sure you guys uh, check him out on all of his social media platforms. Where can they find you, man? Uh, Twitter's most popular at okay. Matlock TV, uh, L O M A T T L O C H TV. Uh, Twitter, I think is the same. I yeah. think Facebook is Matlock K L S T something like that. Something like that. I don't, I don't use Facebook very often. Unfortunately, I'm more Twitter. Um, you guys know where to find me as always. Tony shed talk across the board. Um, you know where to find our guest in the back actually. Pichka, you can find her everywhere. <laughs> I, told, I told myself I wasn't even going to talk at all. It's okay. Like, You're, here. You're here. You're here. Speak. <laughs> I don't care. Myself. Speak. I'm glad to be here. It's it's glad to, I'm glad to have you back. This was a great episode. This was a great yeah. episode. I'm excited You're to release it. You're super interesting, and I mean that, like, so sincerely. Oh, okay. <laughs> so sincerely. Like, you, yeah. I oh, he's an interesting character. You should, we've, oh, we've spent four years together partying yeah, our asses off. I only asses asses one so. question on camera. well as always guys you know thank you guys for always tuning in make sure you guys check us out on youtube make sure you guys check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all over the board at shed talk podcast don't forget to like subscribe do your thing shout out again to our sponsors jokes llc shout out my boy jc homshire thank you for everything you do for me and thank you again ace distributing um so as always we like you we love you We'll see you guys next time in the shed. It's done. It's beautiful. You gotta love it.